The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to Hour 2 here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid TV. I'm Davis Mack, joined by George Kurtz for today and for the rest of this week as our buddy Craig Mish is on a well-deserved vacation. We have plenty of headlines coming down for us today. Most importantly, football is back. It's bad football. Ben DiNucci is going to be involved. Josh Dobbs is going to be involved. Of course, some of us are going to be you know, we're look, we're betting this game on the FanDuel Sportsbook. We're playing single game daily fantasy on FanDuel. We can't help it. Afternoon baseball is underway. We have uh, five games going on this afternoon before more games tonight. Mets Marlins is underway. No runs through three innings. The Red Sox and Tigers are going to start here in about five minutes. Angels, Rangers, Cubs, Rockies, Giants, D-backs, big game for the Giants there as they continue to extend their division lead over the Los Angeles Dodgers. LaMarcus Aldridge is reportedly considering a return to the NBA. Guess it can't really be all that surprising because uh, as we learn every single year, these guys just don't know what to do without professional sports in their life. And look... If you have the option between, hey, I'm going to make uh, $600,000 on the veteran's minimum contract this year, or I'm not going to make anything and I'm going to have to go try and find a job, I definitely would rather play in the NBA. The Raiders are adding former pro bowler Gerald McCoy to the roster. Now, Gerald McCoy has not been good in quite some time, if we're going to be honest. He is uh, a great player, but he is almost 34 years old. He was able to play in 16 games for Carolina back in 2019, did not play in 2020. George, Hall of Fame game. Are you tuned in? Are you watching? Are you are you locked in to the Hall of Fame game tonight? Uh, well, no, only because I'm uh, I'm refing tonight, so I won't be home tonight. I'll be refing hockey games and getting screamed at. So uh, no, but I will be recording it and I will watch it later. 
Uh, so I watched it about midnight or so uh, while listening to Sports Rage. Yay, lucky me. So, uh, and hopefully he doesn't talk about the game too much. So, yeah, I'll, um, like I said, if I was home, now it would be on the TV, but it wouldn't be on the main screen. You know, I'll be on the side. It was, it's a, listen, it's an exhibition football game where, as you said, Dak's not playing, Ben's not playing. Anybody with any kind of remotely close injury, small injury, is not going to play in the game, but it's still football. So I still want to see it because you know you get into the game here. So it won't mean much, but uh so yeah, I'll be tuned in sort of, but on delay. Yeah, uh I mean I I am mostly with you. Uh I will definitely be watching it. It's not gonna be on the main screen, you know. I'll probably have something up on the on the main screen. You know, we got we got movies coming out there. I, I need to start watching Ted Lasso. Craig told me that one is really strong. But this is, you know, preseason football is definitely meant for the iPad. You you prop the iPad up, you have the main thing going on. And and football, honestly, look, if we're gonna be really real. Football is not a good televised product anyways. Like the the best way to watch football is via the red zone where you have all the action happening. You're not sitting there watching punts. You're not watching guys getting sacked. You're getting ripped into all the action. Like that is honestly, George, it's the dirty little secret. But Thursday night football, Monday night football, Sunday night football, like it, it really at the end of the day, in terms of like a sporting event on TV, single games of football, it's not really that fun to watch. I, I see where you're going with it. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing like Sunday afternoon football. I mean, when you got all the games here. Now, I, I'm a red zone guy as well. I have three TVs here in my uh, my little man cave here. So generally, I have uh, you know uh, two on the side there for the local games. The other TVs for uh, whatever game I want to watch, or maybe I scroll through them all. And then my laptop has the red zone, you know, with the sound on, so I can find out what's going on there. So uh, it's almost like a sports bar here, and I enjoy it. But uh, Yes, I mean, I, I like multiple games more than one as well. It depends on the game, too. Let's face it, the Thursday night games, every team in the NFL has to have a standalone game. So that's why with Thursday night games, when you know, you're getting the Jaguars, you're getting maybe the Bengals, when you're getting the bad teams, the Lions, because they have to have a standalone game. And you might get them more than once. So, so I, I understand that. It's still football. I'm not complaining. You know, generally, hey, you still watch something. Maybe baseball going on in September. I'm a hockey guy. There'll be hockey going on October through January. So you can still put something else on that, to keep yourself interested when there's slow periods of the football game. I don't complain. I'd rather have more football than less. So I'm not going to complain about standalone games. What about going to games? This is also controversial. Going to NFL games. Oh, my. You want parking. The cost, of, like getting a getting a beer, getting a hot dog, getting food. I mean, that is the the true dirty little secret is that it is so much more enjoyable to watch the games on your couch. Red Zone is the perfect product. Like Red Zone is the best because going to NFL games and I, I mean, I you know I've never I actually you know what that's not true. I have been to an NFL game in New York and it was it was a whole freaking ordeal. And then I actually went back to our Sports Grid studio afterward via. Uh, public transportation that maybe is maybe a story for a different time but i mean do you still have fun going to nfl games george well it depends who you go with you know uh, if i'm going with my family uh, no i wouldn't but uh, if i was going with a bunch of the guys you know hey sure you might but uh if that's not a dirty little secret you get a much better viewing experience at home as far as football is concerned plus you left out I'm not gonna freeze all right, I'm not going to freeze several body parts off going to a football game here. So, uh, no, I've been, I, it's been a while since I've been to a professional football game. 
It's just too cold, too yeah. aggravation. I don't want to take out a second mortgage on my house to go pay for the tickets and the parking and the travel and everything else. Not to mention feed people. You want to get souvenirs for your family? Forget about it. I got to take out another personal loan to go for that. So, uh, no, generally I would much rather stay home in the comfort of my own house. And there you go. On a Sunday, well, you know what you can watch in the comfort of your own house? In game. Live in Sports Grid TV, so definitely make sure to stay on the grid. We're going to go ahead and run into breaks. See you guys for taking or leave them here in a few moments. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University, that's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. We are about to get into a segment that we've been doing every day on the show for about a month now, looking at specific players and their average draft positions, discussing their pros, their cons, and seeing if we are in or out on their average draft position. Our first guy today is Cooper Cup, Los Angeles Rams wide receiver. He's being drafted at the tail end of the fourth round, beginning of the fifth round on average with an average draft position of 49. He's going slightly after Robert Woods, which I think is appropriate. Of course, does have a quarterback upgrade this season. Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff were traded for one another. Stafford did miss a couple days of practice earlier this week with a thumb injury, but is back and is good to go. George, Taking or leaving Cooper Cup? I'm taking. I'm taking my little Cooper Cup, right? Uh, as you said, 
has the quarterback upgrade. I, I like them with Goff too. Was the guy that just threw a Stafford thing? I liked him with Goff as it well. Uh, you know, he sort of gets a bad rap, or, or you know, because the first thing I thought of when you said Cooper Cup was, oh, the guy gets hurt, and I'm looking here, ah, he's only missed one game the past two years. Yeah, he had the injury in uh, 18, but other than that, he plays football. He's had solid numbers. We're not talking otherworldly numbers, but he's, as you said, we're talking about the guy getting into the fourth, fifth round. Maybe he goes beginning of the fourth, and he starts to move up a little bit here. I'm a Cooper Cup guy here, so give me Cooper Cup. I'll take my – I want the touchdowns to come up a little bit. only had three last year. I don't expect 10 that he had 19. Give me somewhere in between. Give me six to eight, and I'm a happy guy here. Over 1,000 yards, give me Cooper Cup. Yep, I'm with you. I, I like Cooper Cup quite a bit as well. I mean, last season, the Rams offense really did regress, but 124 targets in 15 games for Cup. Again, only three touchdowns, but had 10 the season before. He also just really does not have a ton of competition. Tyler Higby is now the team's primary tight end with Gerald Everett out of town. I think they'll probably probably play a little bit more 11 personnel, which means three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. Uh, they were using a lot of two tight ends last year because there wasn't a third wide receiver they trusted. Josh Reynolds was never a guy that they really liked. Van Jefferson was playing a little bit towards the end of the season, but not enough to make an impact. They did sign Deshaun Jackson and they drafted Tutu Atwell. I don't expect either of those guys to overlap too much with Cooper Cup, I, I think that his playing time should be pretty solidified. So at his cost, I am definitely interested in taking Cooper Cup. I think a, a much more interesting question is his teammate, Daryl Henderson, who now looks like the clear lead running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Cam Akers suffered the unfortunate Achilles injury. And in my mind, Daryl Henderson actually has not seen his ADP rise enough since Cam Akers' injury. Cam Akers was basically a first-round pick, and he had to compete with Daryl Henderson, who, if you don't believe me, go look it up right now. Look it up on your, your computer or your mobile device. Daryl Henderson actually had more yards, more touchdowns, more carries, more receptions than Cam Akers last season. Now, granted, Cam Akers got injured, but Henderson was available, and he played well when he was out on the field for the Los Angeles Rams. Right now, in high-stakes managed leagues, he's going around the fifth round, you know, 55, 56 overall. Henderson is probably the player I am most bullish on around this time. I am taking Daryl Henderson. What say you, George? Now, once again, uh, running back, pulse, breathing, you're, uh, I'm interested. No choice. And I think you're, everything you said is correct. And uh, I think if you wait two weeks, uh, that ADP is coming up. All right. I mean, I don't think it's going to be fifth round anymore. I think they're going to go get him in the fourth round, maybe in the bottom of the third round. We just don't have many running backs to go off here. And as you said, people are going to be looking at the numbers here, which is what I did while you were talking about them. You know, we had four point four and a half yards of carry last year. That's good. 624 yards, five touchdowns before Akers really took over. He's not elite. He's not spectacular. But is anybody really playing, as far as opposing defenses, are they really playing the run game when they play the Rams? No. No, you want to stop Cup. You want to stop Woods. You want to stop Stafford. You're playing for the passing game. He's not going to see too many eight-man fronts. And let's face it, there's also not much competition for him. I might worry about him hitting a wall as the season goes on here. If he gets a 250, 300 carries here, that maybe he won't be that guy back. But you know what? I'll worry about that at Thanksgiving. I'll worry about that in December. I'm not going to worry about that now. I'm not going to worry about that at my draft. As a fifth-round pick, okay, I get it. But I think if, you're going to, if we look in two weeks – 
that ADP is going to keep climbing here to it's going to be a, four, a fourth round. And I wouldn't shock you if he ends up being a top 40 player as far as ADP as this goes on here. I'm in. I'm buying. Yeah, I, I am definitely buying. I also agree with you. I would anticipate his average draft position rising a little bit, um, especially, you know, every day that passes and they don't sign Todd Gurley, they don't sign Le'Veon Bell, they don't trade for Melvin Gordon, they don't trade for Sony Michelle. you know, no no veteran running back being added, I think is, is absolutely huge for Daryl Henderson, because it's basically the Rams telling us, look, we, we believe in this guy. We have faith in this guy. We think that he is good enough to be our lead running back. Now, maybe we see a little bit of Xavier Jones. Maybe we see some Raymond Calais. Maybe we see some Jake Funk, a guy who Twitter loves, I think mostly just because he's got a great name. But every day that passes and they don't sign a veteran running back, I feel like that is a, a gigantic boon for our buddy Daryl Henderson. So I am taking him as well. I think we're both on the same page there. Our final guy here today, Jacksonville Jaguars receiver, LaVisca Chenault. He routinely goes in the seventh round. Sometimes you can get him a little bit later if your draft is particularly running back hungry. Chenault is either going to be the first or second wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last season, he had 79 targets, 600 yards, five receiving touchdowns, 18 rushes, and 91 yards while playing in 14 games. He did miss two games with injury. That was definitely something that Chenault had to deal with in college at Colorado. He had a great sophomore season at Colorado, 1,100 total yards, 11 touchdowns, including five rushing touchdowns as they kind of used him as their wildcat rusher near the goal line, then got injured and was not nearly as productive his final season at Colorado. Now he does have a quarterback upgrade, Gardner Minshew last year, Trevor Lawrence this year, new head coach with Urban Meyer, new offensive coordinator in Daryl Bevel, taking or leaving LaVisca Chenault, George? <sighs> Probably leaving. And uh, I have him in a group here, a tier here where it's sort of pick your poison here, which guy you think is going uh, to pick up for whatever reason. Uh, so he's in there with Curtis Samuel. Once again, goes to Washington. Fitzpatrick, I don't know what he's going to be like behind McLaurin, behind a, a decent running attack behind Logan Thomas. Is he the guy that breaks out? I'm looking for the breakout guy here. You know, Will Fuller in Miami, I think he's the best wide receiver of this group, but suspended for game one, and Tua didn't look all that great as a passing quarterback last year. What happens there? You know, you put Devonta Smith in here as well, Philadelphia, rookie, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Jarvis Landry, Cleveland, Beckham's back. These are all guys in this group for me, so it's pick the guy. When I think of Chenault, I think of, okay, everything you said is true, right? Better passing attack this year with Trevor Lawrence. They should be trailing in games. More targets coming here. But still, I don't know if I trust this offense to be a true passing offense yet. I like the DJ Chark. He's the number one guy. Marvin Jones behind him I like. They're going to run the ball a whole lot here. So I'm definitely leaning towards leave it because there could be a lot of guys I can choose in this tier. And he's not going to be at the top of that list for me to go out and grab him. He may be at the bottom of the list where, okay, he's all that's left. Fine. I'll take him over somebody who's... You know, maybe a Mike Williams type, a Sterling Shepard of the Giants. I could, I could take him over those guys, but not over the previous four, five, six names that I already mentioned. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a big fan of Lewis Schnoll, in case that uh, was was not clear from my analysis heading in there. So I, I think the difference between you and I would be, I, I actually think Schnoll is probably a little bit better than DJ Shark. Shark was targeted more often than Schnoll was last year, but was rather inefficient 
on a per target basis. Chenault was more efficient on the touches and targets that he did get. I also think Chenault will probably be the slot wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. One of the things we know about the NFL now, we used to hate slot wide receivers, you know, 10 years ago. No, I want, I want Calvin Johnson. I want Randy Moss. I want Julio Jones. I want Roddy White. I want the big guy on the outside. But we actually love slot wide receivers now because they get all those easy receptions for us in PPR. Everyone, uh, after taking LaVisca Chenault, we are going to go ahead and go into break. We'll be joined by Pat Corain. Next segment from NBC Sports Edge. Please stay tuned, listen to Pat, and then we'll also be back for Fantasy or Reality. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24 7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Creative TV. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by my friend. Pat Corain from NBC Sports Edge, as almost always in the middle of the week. Pat and I were grinding best ball drafts. Pat Pat has 27 slow drafts going right now. I've drafted six best ball teams already this morning via fast draft. So make no mistake, it's uh, it's coming hot and heavy, Pat. Like we are here. Uh, we, we are absolutely here in the midst of fantasy football draft season. We sure are. And we're still kind of ramping up for our managed league drafts. Um, 
I'm currently on the clock in a main event draft, uh, slow draft there, but we're about to get fast drafts kicking off uh, in the next couple of weeks. So it's uh, it's the heart of draft season. It is the heart of draft season. And you know what is always the most unfortunate thing when training camp starts? Happens every year. We get so excited. Young running backs, young wide receivers, our, our rookies, we our second-year players, we all love them. And every single year, I, I have what I call the group of inconvenient truth veterans, which is, and it's something that we all know in the back of our heads when we start talking about the upcoming fantasy football season. We, we can wish cast on all of these young players. But by and large, you know, young players do break out, but a lot of times they break out in the second half of the season after old guys have already kind of done their thing. And a couple weeks in a training camp, we have already started to get some inconvenient truth guys. And, and to me, the largest one, it's gotta be Melvin Gordon. Every report out of Denver says, I mean, he looks about as good as Melvin Gordon could ever possibly look, which is, you know, he doesn't look that good, but he looks good enough. And that he is clearly the top running back for the Denver Broncos heading into the season. I remember you and I were kind of speculating, oh, you know, maybe he ends up getting traded to the Los Angeles Rams. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. And uh, can't believe I'm saying these words, but it, it does look like right now, specifically in best ball drafts, it does look like Melvin Gordon is a value. I'm not ready to say those words. I do think you want to figure out how you're attacking Javante Williams. Um, our buddy Mike Leone had some good work on guys fitting different player archetypes. And Javante Williams, I think, now more than ever fits kind of a zero running back type of archetype and maybe not the hyper-fragile build uh, so much. So that if you want to go four running backs in these best ball drafts, one of them being Javante Williams could be a little tough because it could be kind of a a Cam Akers-like emergence this year, right? Or it could be, you know, a little bit like DeAndre Swift, but it could happen even a little bit later. So I think you want to be mindful of the fact that Javante Williams is probably not going to be delivering you that many points out of the gate. But in a zero running back type of build where you have maybe a Giovanni Bernard um, and maybe you also have like a Naheem Hines or James White, that can get you by until Javante Williams does emerge. And... Uh, in managed leagues, still going to be interested in Javante Williams, particularly if it does come with a discount. But just being, you know, thinking those things through about, you know, realistically now, we're probably not going to see Javante Williams putting up a ton of points in week one or week two or week three. Now, again, to be fair, Melvin Gordon is definitely, uh, you know, he is definitely the inconvenient truth, but it's not like Javante Williams sounds like he's buried. Like, it doesn't sound like... Uh, th this is not a Bishop Sankey situation where he was drafted, uh, you know, where, where he was drafted early or whatever. Like, it, it, it is at least a situation where they are, are being complimentary of Javante Williams as well. Um, another, I think, inconvenient truth situation, I, and it's very hard to tell what's going on in Houston because all of the reporting is like, uh, Deshaun Watson is uh, not at padded practice, and when he was at practice, he was the fourth-string quarterback or playing on defense. But it, it, it does sound like David Johnson is probably going to be the lead running back there. It, it doesn't sound like this is going to be like an exhibition spot for Philip Lindsay. I, I would guess that Rex Burkhead will probably make the team over Mark Ingram, but that's kind of guesswork as well. But, uh, I mean, David Johnson, and David Johnson 
in like FFPC and, and manage leagues goes to the point where I'm not interested in him at all. But it, it does seem like he might be a little bit of a value. And again, like this is this is me putting on my my Mike Leone manage leagues hat instead of, you know, just drafting purely ideologically. But I, I do probably think that David Johnson does end up leading the Texans backfield in touches if he stays healthy. Yeah, I have more David Johnson than I ever thought I would this year in best ball. I, you know, when you think this through, I think with these kind of dusty running backs, it's good to have a round where you go, okay, if he falls here, I'll take him. And that round for me has been uh, 13 for David Johnson. And he falls there a fair amount. So I'm kind of sticking with, with my prior there that, you know, he's a value when he falls there and just kind of holding my nose and, and taking him. Um, I wonder if he eventually sort of ticks up into the range where I'm not comfortable anymore, uh, given these reports. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he can catch passes. He probably is going to play ahead of these other guys. Philip Lindsay strikes me as a little bit of like the Duke Johnson career arc where the, the league has just sort of decided they don't want to use him in certain ways. Interestingly, it's, it's that they don't want to use him in the passing game, which is sort of odd. But uh, I have not really had any interest in Philip Lindsay thus far, and I will continue to be uninterested in him. To me, the inconvenient truth really is that this is Houston, right? This is going to be a terrible yeah. situation. We we probably are not going to be happy to have the running back, no matter who it is. I mean, it's probably like the Jets' backfield last year. I mean, I think it's going to be that gross. So I still am trying to keep my investment very low, uh, the cost very low in whoever I take here. But you know, Johnson in the 13th is, I think, more than acceptable. Yeah. Also, Marvin Jones in Jacksonville. We love LaVisca Chenault. I love DJ Shark a little bit more than you, for sure. Like, I, I am big on DJ Shark. I think he's very talented. But again, one, I mean, I definitely think that Urban Meyer probably is going to cater to the veterans a little bit. You know, he's, he's, he's talking positively about Carlos Hyde and things like that. I would imagine, though, Marvin Jones is going to start the season I, probably as the top wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we are going to be feeling not so hot about that. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't think Marvin Jones is good enough to be able to do, like, in the same way that we're worried about these running backs, I, I don't think Marvin Jones can do that. He can He's going to play a lot of snaps. He's going to run a lot of routes. But luckily... Urban Meyer does not get to decide where Trevor Lawrence throws the ball. Trevor Lawrence gets to, you know, control his own arm and hopefully throw the ball to DJ Shark and LaVisca Chenault quite a bit more, who I think will be getting open a bit more easily than than Marvin Jones will. But, you know, if you're interested in Colin Johnson or if you're hoping LaVisca Chenault runs, you know, like 90% of the routes, I don't think he will um, because I do think Marvin Jones will have a sizable role in the offense and perhaps he'll be getting more first reads than we like. But that's, this is one of the reasons that I like betting on wide receivers who I think are talented because the talent will shine through a little bit more, whereas these running backs, I think, can get a bit more blocked. One guy that I wanted to bring up was, was Sony Michelle, who I was kind of assuming that he would be cut or traded. It seems like there were some reports, you know, um, Ramondre Stevenson started on the, uh, the NFI. Yesterday, he was truck-sticking dudes. And so now I'm now I'm getting my hopes up again that he will be the running back three in New England and that maybe Michelle will be somewhere else. But where are you on that? Do you do you think Michelle 
uh, is going to ruin my Ramondre Stevenson dreams? You know, I don't know if he would. It's very hard for me to say because, first off, I think if Sony does have a good camp, I think that will go a long way. I don't think that Belichick or, you know, McDaniels or, or the Patriots, you know, whole organization, I don't think that they would bail on Michelle just to do it. Like, if, if Stevenson and Michelle are having relatively even camps, I don't think that they're going to be like, okay, well, let's just uh, let's just give the job. Let's give this spot to Ramondre Stevenson. So if Michelle is – I mean, the key thing for him is how healthy is he. And if they don't have to put him on the pup list, if they – you know, if he doesn't have to go on the COVID list or anything like that, I imagine that will be fairly large for him. You know, another thing would be – Ramondre Stevenson capable of playing special teams at all because we know that Brandon Bolden is like a really good special teamer and he is back on the roster now the Patriots have no problem having four running backs active on game day as long as one of them is playing special teams and if it's Ramondre Stevenson go ahead or or I mean I mean Sonny Michelle probably has never played special teams like probably since high school because he has always been such a star I mean, it, look, if, if you get Sony Michelle in there on the kickoff team, like, who knows? You know, and, and certainly the Patriots, they would love to be like, oh, yeah, our first round pick from a couple of years ago is a punt gunner now. Like, that would be something that they would love to do. I, I feel like I feel like the idea of trading him, though, like every day that camp goes on and he's on the Patriots roster, I do think it's less likely that they trade him. So I, I, I don't know where you're at with Ramondre, to be honest. I think there's an inconvenient truth. That's that's where I'm at. Uh, the other guy would maybe be uh, Wayne Gallman in San Francisco, just if you're into the Elijah Mitchell breakout story. I just feel like I know how that's going to go. If if there's a third running back, it's going to be Gallman, not Mitchell, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and there was definitely a point of the, uh, the best ball drafting season where it looked like Mitchell might be a little bit of a value. Jeff Wilson Jr. was injured. Raheem Mostert did not participate at, you know, OTAs or minicamps or anything like that. They just spent the third round pick on Trey Sermon. Like, it, it certainly seemed like a Shanahan thing to do. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, Wayne Gallman coming out and getting the third carry of the season for the 49ers, I don't think would surprise anyone. Everyone, we are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. Of course, stay tuned to Sports Grid and to Fantasy Sports Today. We're going to continue covering everything going on in fantasy football, all the news from training camps. Stay tuned, and we'll be back for Fantasy Reality in the Sports Grid 16 soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, 
no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. Before we get into fantasy or reality, I want to remind everyone listening that they need to be following Sports Grid and Sports Grid TV on Twitter. You can get all the latest updates, breaking news, line changes, and more. You can stay on the grid all day long. There's nothing like being informed with all the odds, all of our analysis, and best bets all day long. How do you get it? Pretty simple. Just follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. Nothing too exciting happening in the Major League Baseball games that have just started off. The Marlins are up 1-0 on the Mets. Maybe Brett Levy will be a little bit cranky, George, when he uh, comes in. You know, every game matters for the Mets here. He was giving us a hard time about thinking that the Phillies will win the division. The Tigers are up 1-0 on the Red Sox. Definitely want the Red Sox to keep losing these games. But, of course, we are now the time of the show where we head into fantasy or reality we're going to bring in brett i hope he's uh you know i hope he's at least not watching the mets game you know losing this game to craig mish's marlins i I don't think would make brett very happy yeah thank god craig's not here it's been a tough series for the mets although they did win last night so that was good but someone who was in the division last year and didn't pitch Cole Hamels has now signed with the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, We mentioned he didn't pitch last year, hasn't pitched this year. But we're looking forward to the future. So, George, we'll start with you for this one. Cole Hamels will pitch for the Los Angeles Dodgers in September at the major league level. Is this a fantasy or reality? No, it's definitely reality. You know, he's definitely going to pitch for them. Uh, whether he starts for them or not is really a more interesting question for me. But they say he'll be ready in about four weeks. That puts him right about September 1st, first week of September, maybe the last week in August. We'll see how that works there. He's going to pitch there because they're going to want to see what they have here. You know, uh, Not that he pitched a start in a playoff game. They shouldn't need him for that unless there's an injury. Bueller, Scherzer, Urias, uh, 
I know I'm leaving, leaving somebody out there who's pretty good. Kershaw, right? So they, those are your four stars in the playoffs. So he's not going to get a playoff start, I wouldn't think. But I think he'll pitch in September. I think he'll pitch in the playoffs as well, assuming he doesn't get bombed in September. Be a long uh, relief guy. This guy can go two, three innings. Maybe eventually just a, a loogie, a lefty on lefty in the playoffs. I could see that as well. But, yes, reality, he definitely pitches for the Dodgers in September unless he gets hurt over the next few weeks. Yeah, I, I'm with George here. I think that this is a reality. The Dodgers have not revealed the exact contract that he signed, but it, it actually seems like a pretty big one. Uh, the guaranteed money is at least $1 million for the rest of the season, so that's not nothing. But then also he has incentives in his contract that tax on $200,000 for every start that he does make. So if Kershaw remains on the IL, if Scherzer has to go on the IL, if Bueller or Urias has to go to the IL, I think they would be pretty comfortable starting him for these games. Because one thing that's become clear is they don't want to be starting David Price. They like David Price out of the bullpen. A lot of people thought heading into the year that Price would kind of be like a swing guy. But he really, I believe he's only started four games, and I don't think they want him in that role. Hamels uh, apparently had a workout last month in Texas where he, you know, he invited scouts from a bunch of different teams. This has happened with other veteran pitchers in the past. I remember Tim Lincecum doing one of these workouts where he was like, look, I, I can still do this. I'd like to play. Someone come and sign me. So after that showcase in the middle of July, right now he's working with a personal trainer in Arizona, getting stretched out. If I had to set the line I'd probably set the line at like two and a half starts the rest of the way. And I also think they probably would want to use him as like a piggyback guy. So, you know, let's limit Bueller's innings a little bit. Let's limit Urias's innings a little bit. Those are our young guys. We want to keep those guys fresh for the postseason. So for me, Brett, this is going to be a reality. I, I think we see at least two Cole Hamill starts. And, and I think that we also see him pitch for the Dodgers in the playoffs. That's a, That's a reality for me. All right. Well, we're going over to a football field for the next question. Reports out of Cincinnati have been less than stellar on Joe Burrow uh, during the first week of training camp. He has not looked very good. So we got to ask, Davis, we'll start with you. Joe Burrow will have everything ironed out. He'll be all ready to go. Week one of the NFL season, is this a fantasy or reality? You know, I really think this is a, an eye of the beholder question because he is going to start week one for the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals' uh, depth chart just really wouldn't allow for a veteran quarterback to come in and start week one. And he is long enough removed from the ACL tear that I think we see him in general. But the depth chart behind Joe Burrow it's Brandon Allen, who we saw play for the Broncos and for the Bengals, is not a good quarterback. Then it's Pat Shermer's kid, Kyle Shermer. And then it's Eric Dungy, who honestly I don't know anything about, but I, I just I really hope that it's it's Todd Dungy's kid because that would just be so perfect for them to have Zach Taylor, who only got his job because he was married to the daughter of the guy who owns the Bengals. And then they have uh, Shermer, who is the kid of Pat Shermer. And then Eric Dungy being the kid of Todd. I mean, I don't think he is. I think Brett is waving his head and saying he's not. But anyways, to return to the actual fantasy reality, Joe Burrow for sure starts game one of the season for the Bengals. 
But these reports from training camp, I am officially, I have, we're on DEFCON 3, George. I am worried about Joe Burrow still feeling kind of tentative on that knee, not wanting to take hits, feeling hesitant in the pocket. I am worried about Joe Burrow. So reality, he's starting week one. But fantasy, I expect him to be 100%. Yes, this is also a reality for me. And I could, I could parrot everything you just said, by the way. All right, so he's going to start week one. Uh, now, yeah, he sort of asked two questions there. Is he going to start week one? He's going to have everything ironed out by week one. I don't know if he'll have everything ironed out. I don't know if that's going to be the case where he's truly ready to go and he's all way, everything's all strong. I don't know about that, but he starts week one. I don't think there's any doubt he's starting for week one for Cincinnati. If he's already in, in practice now, he'll be ready in a month. You know, more than a month. We've got five weeks left here. Now, uh, Dungy is not Tony Dungy's son. I, I I didn't know beforehand. I was checking while you were going on, and I knew it right away when his name is not spelled the same. It's D-U-N-G-Y. Mm. So that gave it away there. He's out of Syracuse, I think, in 2019, if I remember from what I read correctly there. Uh, yeah, undrafted out of Syracuse in 2019. So uh, he is what he is, but not Dungy's son there. But Burrow, I mean, I'm going to – like I said, <clears throat> we're talking it's early August here. I know the knee, severe knee injury. I think he still needs to get hit a time or two. You know, I, uh, we hear that on quarterbacks all the time. I need to get hit to get to get in the uh, frame of things. I think he definitely needs to get hit and survive it. Realize I'm okay, I'm okay. You know, I, I can take the hit. The knee's good. The knee's sound. It's healthy. It's strong. All that stuff. I think he needs that in a preseason game. Maybe even in practice. You don't want ever want to get hit, especially down low because of the chance for an injury there. But he seems to need it to get over that mental hurdle. But definitely reality. He starts week one. I believe they're playing the the Vikings week one. Not a terrible matchup. I like the Vikings this year, but they don't have a lockdown defense. So, yes, he starts week one, reality. All right. Well, our next question is about Jeopardy. But before we get to that, Eric Dungy, my favorite quarterback at Syracuse. We overlapped for a year. Guy's a stud. Had Cuse in the top 25. Beat Clemson in a year where not even Alabama could beat Clemson. So, Eric Dungy, definitely starting week one, taking over the reins of the Cincinnati Bengals. But back to Jeopardy. It seems that longtime producer Mike Richards is the favorite right now to land uh, the host of Jeopardy. He's negotiating his contract as we speak. George, we'll start with you for this one. Mike Richards is the right guy to host Jeopardy moving forward. Is this a fantasy or reality? Yeah, I hear this came about once Aaron Rodgers decided to go back to uh, Green Bay and play football, that he wasn't going to win the job anymore, so they just went with the next guy. Uh, just kidding. Uh, is he the right guy? My guess would be fantasy. There's a lot to live up to here with Alex Trebek. I think the next guy was always sort of doomed to failure. Doing the failure. I think he'll get it. He might get it for a couple of years and they'll find somebody else. The odds of you getting it right the first time, right after Trebek, I just I just don't see. He'll be compared to Trebek with everything he does. Everything he does is going to be compared to Trebek, and that's tough to live up to here. So I'm going to say fantasy here. It's not fair to him. He may actually be very good at the job, but because of who he's following, a legend, maybe the best ever uh, game show host, too much here. Fantasy. Yeah, I mean, what what are we doing? Of course this is a fantasy. Mike Richards, this guy has a Wikipedia page that's two paragraphs long, and we're going to have this guy host Jeopardy. Now, I don't watch Jeopardy. 
I I I have I mean of course I have watched it in my life, but I'm not like flipping the TV on at three o'clock in the afternoon or whenever Jeopardy is on to watch it. But Mike Richards' claim to fame one. I mean, his birthday has a citation needed on Wikipedia. You're you're telling me that this guy is the guy to host Jeopardy? I mean, this is Alex Trebek, very famous. Aaron Rodgers, very famous. Everyone who gets a game show gig these days, like if you hear about it reported in the news, it's someone very famous. And we're trying to give it to, I mean, Mike Richards is like, He's a, a producer. Like his his claim to fame was that he produced the weakest link. He was the executive producer of The Price Is Right and Let's Make a Deal. And ironically enough, he's actually been in this spot before. He was a candidate to host The Price Is Right, and then they hired Drew Carey because they did the smart thing and they hired a famous person. Mike Richards. Th- I mean, this picture we have of him that we just had in our graphic for fantasy reality. He just he looks like a, a Ken doll or something. Like. Why do we want, why is this guy hosting Jeopardy? Jeopardy is one of like the biggest television institutions. It would be, it would be like, are we going to have some TikTok guy host Saturday Night Live or whatever? Like this is, George, this is absurd. Like we, we got to have some sacred institutions in American television. So Mike Richards, what is a fantasy? Exactly. Wow. You love to see it. I mean, you know, and it's so funny because uh, also, whoever ends up hosting these shows becomes very likable. Like Aaron Rodgers was a guy. You want to talk about a guy with a low Q score? People were not in to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, even outside of Green Bay, people did not like this guy. His like his famous personal life thing was that he was a jerk. He he doesn't like his family. He wasn't around his family, and he does a month stint of hosting Jeopardy, and all of a sudden. Everyone loves him. Like everyone's talking about how entertaining he is, how hilarious he is. He shows up to Packers training camp with the sunglasses and the California surfer boy hair, and everyone loves him. Like some celebrity is gonna want to do this. I don't know who it is, but like I've, George, what what celebrity is taking over Jeopardy? Who would be better than this? Yeah, I mean that's the first thing. You know, it's funny. I didn't know who Mike Richards was. I thought, is it the ex-hockey player? And it couldn't be him because he had legal problems where uh, would have not come out. So I had no idea who Mike Richards was. And the fact that he's a, a producer was surprising to say the least. But I agree with you. It's gonna, uh, it has to be a name, somebody with a name. I get it. It's Jeopardy. You or I could host it. And they'd probably go, oh, it's Jeopardy. Anybody can host this thing. But uh, I, I'm surprised they went with uh, you know, a nobody. And I love the uh, – he doesn't have a birth date on uh, Wikipedia thing. I think that was hilarious. Uh, that, that might tell you all you need to know. Yeah, uh, I definitely don't think you need to know any any more than that. Definitely someone famous who do it. I mean, it would be like, it would be like uh, everyone at SportsGrid turning the show over to Brett. It would be a disaster. No one wants it. SportsGrid 60 coming up soon. Everyone stay tuned to SportsGrid TV for the rest of your day. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into our final segment here today on Sports Grid TV. This is uh, Davis Maddock and George Kurtz on Fantasy Sports Today. Of course, our final segment is always the Sports Grid 60, and I will turn it over to George for whatever happens to be on his mind to close out the show here today. You know, it's funny. My wife likes these uh, this last minute segment. She likes to find out what I'm going to complain about. And she said, uh, you know, did it take you four hours to build that bookcase the other night? I'm like, bingo, that's where I'm going here. So we all had to get a nice bookcase that you see behind us here. Davis has the white one. I got a black one here. And listen, I'm good with my hands. You know, always good at building things. I've built a lot of things around the house here. This bookcase took me four hours. I mean, I did it right there in the seventh inning of the Yankee when they were losing to Baltimore. And it's not so much that it came in, I think, 21 pieces. All right, you can figure out where I got it from, you know, that place we all make fun of. But it's the fact that none of the pieces are labeled. I mean, a lot of the stuff looks the same. Is it the top? Is it the bottom? Is it the sides? Would it kill you to label the pieces so that maybe I don't have to build it and they go, ah, oh, damn it, it goes the other way around. So I got to take it apart again and build it again. Would it kill you? A, to, you know, let's put top, bottom, left side, right side. Oh, and, you know, the, the screws go on the outside. All the instructions had were pictures, not even words, pictures. Really, would it kill you to write some couple of lines of English here? Let me know. I dislike, uh, I give it up. Looks good, though. Good piece of furniture. Still standing. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, I look, I, I put in one of the shelves backward. You can't tell which one because I, I repainted it. But one of these shelves, there, a peek behind the curtain. One of these is put in backward and had to be painted by yours truly because the definitions did not come in English. And I'm apparently too much of a simpleton to figure it out from the pictures. Big news on the football front. Lionel Messi not coming back to Barcelona for the upcoming season. This is about as big of news as it could get. This is the European equivalent of Tom Brady leaving 
the New England Patriots. You really could not find a bigger story. Uh, I think he probably is going to go to Manchester City. But what I am hoping for, it would be so beautiful for Messi to come play his final days in the pastures of the MLS here in the United States. Nothing would make me happier than that. Everyone, thank you very much for tuning in to Fantasy Sports today. Thank you to Brett. Thank you to George. Thank you to everyone over at LTN for broadcasting the show. Stay tuned to SportsGrid TV and stay on the grid. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.